Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Live from the Weathertight Windows studio. And now, back to the Johnny B Show. Welcome back to Johnny B Show, Monday night, 102.5 The Bone. First hour done, rolling in hour number two. Don't forget to get your tweets in at Johnny B Comedy, at Johnny B Show, at home underscore made underscore man. You can also hit up the show and myself on Instagram. Will does not exist on Instagram anymore because of his animal hate speech. Yeah, sucks. You can follow me on Instagram, Johnny B Tampa, The Johnny B Show. Facebook.com forward slash The Johnny B Show. And uh, don't forget the podcast, HMB Radio. HMB Radio on all platforms for Will. And... If you want to hear me talk food, I got my brand new podcast, Johnny Eats Everything. Hopefully it's up on iTunes by tomorrow, but it's on everything else. Spotify, Deezer, wherever, Google Play, all that stuff. So first episode, I talked to Dr. Barbecue himself. Uh, a lot of cool stuff, he, uh, like behind the scenes of uh, being a chop judge. Things I never knew happened behind the scenes. Really cool. Well, we got to get to our weekly Bucks break on the hotline right now. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the host of the award-winning Cannon Fire podcast. It is Big Rhett Matthew. What's up, buddy? What is going on, boys? Happy Victory Monday. And uh, hopefully a bitter, well, not a bittersweet, but the ultimate Victory Monday here shortly. Yep, yep. We're one period away. Uh, by the time people are listening to this tomorrow on the pod, uh, then it'll be old news. But it looks good right now. Don't want to jinx them. 2 nothing Lightning. Uh, second intermission right now. So, uh, yeah, it is a great victory Monday and two victory Mondays in a row for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Super exciting. Yes. So, uh, oh, it feels like forever, man. It, it feels like it's been way too long, but definitely a very good feeling. Two in a row, just like you said. Yeah. Put some hairs on your chest. I don't know. I just, I walk around with my head held high when I've got my buck stuff on out in public now. I mean, I, I always did. Even when we sucked, even when it was the stupid uh, digital alarm clock numbers, I hated those jerseys. But, uh, Tampa proud from the day, you know, that they started for me. Um, yeah. And I know you've been that way forever. So, uh, I, it's we're getting the bandwagon folks which welcome aboard that's all i got to say we have a big ass bandwagon jump on in i saw all the tom brady jerseys in denver i know it was wild yeah yeah man like people love it i i saw a screenshot from a bucks fan in arizona last week and they were in a uh, like a fanatic sports shop or whatever in arizona and half the store was bucks jerseys you saw uh, Tom Brady jerseys, uh, Gronkowski jerseys, some Devin White jerseys, uh, Mike Evans. In Arizona, more, almost more than Cardinal jerseys. It was more Cardinal jerseys, but it should be. But it was like just Cardinals and Bucks in this one store. It was really nuts. So it's exciting to see. Like, like I said on that. Like I said on that tweet, man, America's favorite football pirates. People want to act like they're not interested in what's going on in Tampa Bay, but they're watching. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's pretty noticeable. Yeah, it is very, very exciting, and it looks like uh, the improvement that's happening, you know, for the last couple of weeks is all you can really ask for when it comes to this team right now who had no preseason and all the new pieces uh, that, that, are, that are starting to gel. Um, and, and not, you know, let's be honest, they beat two teams that they're supposed to beat. 
which is really out of character for the Bucks. The Bucks have always been known to play down to competition. Uh, and when you get a quarterback like a Jeff Driscoll that comes in, even Will was super nervous when we talked about it last week. He's like, that's the kind of guys that beat us, the Case Keenums, the Nick Foles, like these guys that are backups. You know, they, And I go, look, we if Jeff Driscoll came in to the to the game midway like he did against Pittsburgh or then they have no tape on him, he could do some scary stuff. We had a week to prepare for a horrible quarterback. And they they showed they, they you know they just they exposed him left and right aside from one drive where Mike Smith came in and did a guest set and uh, you know coached the defense <laughs> for one drive they beat this guy to death and he had no time uh, it was so funny because that one drive where he, he started getting them down the field it was a second drive I was uh, me you Samer all these guys that tweet a lot about the Bucks on Sundays we were all pretty much tweeting. Why are we not blitzing? Why are we playing a soft zone? Very next play, they blitz the guy and he throws an interception. So pressure, pressure, pressure. It's the Todd Bowles way and it's working. Absolutely, man. And it's funny because aside from that one drive, something out of character for this Bucks team, especially this early in the season, this defense is playing way above expectations, man. You know, we talked in the offseason about how everybody was pretty uncertain about how this young secondary in particular was going to play. I mean, they've definitely really stepped it up. SMB, Sean Murphy Bunting did unfortunately go down with a hamstring injury. So uh, what they did there is Antoine Winfield kind of played that nickel position, and then they bumped Mike Edwards to free safety, yeah. which he later got an interception on pretty clutch in the fourth quarter. But um, they're doing a patch-up job back there. But even then, the way that these guys are playing and pretty much carrying this football team right now, you know, it just gives me some comfort that, you know, we still have a few weeks left for this offense to be 100%. But... Without a doubt, the way they played on Sunday in Denver was exactly what they needed, and it feels pretty good moving forward. Uh, yeah, you look at the sacks. I believe we had six more sacks, 11 in the last two weeks. Um, and you look at how the sacks are being spread around. You got, uh, obviously, Shaq was going to have a homecoming game. He had two sacks and a safety, um, and he was all over the place. Even when he wasn't getting sacks, he was running quarterbacks down and and, uh, and and disrupting the run plays and, and took everybody out of their game. But then you get one from Vita Vea, who I expected to get one, playing against a horrible rookie guard. Um, and then there's Antoine Winfield Jr. again with another sack. I mean, this guy, he's a rookie, and he's out there getting sacks uh, as a defensive back like he's Rondé Barber in his prime. It's crazy to even see it. Uh, and whenever you... You know, you utter that comparison, people immediately get up in arms like pump bricks. But I'm sorry, when somebody looks like somebody, I'm going to say they look like somebody. And right now, he looks like Ronnie Barber. Sorry. Yeah. And I think Antoine Winfield has been an awesome fit in this Todd Bowles defense because you know how Todd Bowles likes to use some of those safeties, man. He'll send them down. He'll blitz them whenever. He'll get them all over the field. And I think it's perfect for the way that Antoine Winfield is just being used. He's proved that he's a versatile player. And I mean, just like on that sack, dude, he, he's. Uh, I hate to say it three games into the season, but as of right now, he's my personal favorite guy to watch on that defense. He'll definitely be my next jersey purchase for sure. Wow. See, not quite there for me yet. My favorite guy is Devin White. I think he's the most exciting linebacker in football right now. And if you ask Christian McCaffrey, because I heard the audio uh, from the game tape last week, uh, McCaffrey, if you didn't see that, I'm sure you saw it, but people listening, uh, they had somebody mic'd up on the field, and McCaffrey walks up to Devin White and goes, hey, 
you know you're the best at in, in the whole league right now. And he's like, excuse me? Yeah. yeah. So for, for the opposing guy to tell you that, uh, you know, that's you, you got to take that to heart. I mean, that's Christian McCaffrey plays against a lot of linebackers, and, you know, he should know. But the guy's just playing, you know, like – well, like his hair's on fire right now. He's flying all over the field. He's the attitude. It's rubbing off on the other players. And, you know, they're, they're looking at him. I mean, he's a, he's a captain and, and it's playing out that way. And I haven't seen a, a defense for the Bucks play with this kind of fire and this kind of like uh, unified aggressiveness since the heyday, since the good old days. And, Look, I'm, I'm, I'm not. Look, I, I would normally be afraid to even say that because people are like pump the brakes. I'm not pumping the brakes. These guys look great, and I'm starting to get confidence that when they're on the field, they're going to beat the crap out of people. I used to be so scared of the defense; it was a, uh, it was our weak spot. But now I'm, I'm pretty confident. Um, next week, you know, good luck, Herbert. Here comes the Bucks defense. Oh, Absolutely. Playing with that confidence as well is just really good for these guys. You know, people have said, including myself, that, you know, they beat the Broncos and they beat the Teddy Bridgewater Panthers. They weren't exactly two great teams, but to beat them in the fashion that they did obviously just builds confidence. And that Devin White clip that you brought up, I think my favorite part of that clip, and it speaks even more to the confidence that they're playing with, McCaffrey taps him on the chest. He says, you're the best in the league. And he goes, I know. Yeah, he I know. was shocked. He went over to the sideline and he's like, he's not here telling me I'm the best in the league. Like, I don't already know this. Yeah, he knows. The swagger and the confidence that these guys have are, are going to do a lot this season. Yeah, and that's the thing, too. Like, you can you can play the pessimist and say, oh, they beat the Broncos and the Carolina Panthers. But if you look at comps, if you look at what those teams did when they didn't play the Bucks, Carolina beats pretty easily, beats the Chargers yesterday. Um the Broncos took the Steelers right down to the wire with Driscoll, who had a chance to win two weeks ago um, and didn't, or a week ago, and he didn't, but, but, but they could have beat the Steelers at home. So we beat the crap out of those teams, like beat them to death. It wasn't close on either game. So uh, I'm not afraid to, to, to brag about how bad they beat Carolina and how bad they beat the Broncos because those teams played tough against other good teams. So I, everybody in the NFL is... You know, besides, you know, Cincinnati, everybody's pretty decent. You know what I mean? Besides the Jets. I mean, uh, most teams are, are really, really good besides Washington. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And I think over these next few weeks, they really got another, you know, set of games to just make a statement. I mean, you're playing the Chargers next week. Right now, they've got Justin Herbert starting at quarterback. Who, I mean, he came out, he had a pretty okay first performance, but since then, he just definitely looked like a rookie. You know, he looks lost back there sometimes, and his offensive line definitely doesn't help them out. So that could be a really big game for them in the turnover factor. And then the week after that, if I'm not mistaken, we got Chicago, who just replaced their starting quarterback with uh, Mr. Nick Foles. So I know the Buccaneers have made some short work of Nick Foles in the past, but that's just another one of those games where I don't think Chicago is really going to have enough to mm. you know overpower that Bucks defense at the end of the day so it's an interesting set of games ahead for sure well there's another factor too that played in yesterday that, that helped the defense out and that is scoring early special teams came out yesterday and looked great uh suck up doesn't suck is my new catchphrase um we get a block <laughs> punt give Tom Brady the ball at the nine yard line cha-ching there's uh six points coming immediately and it did to Chris Godwin but you give the Bucks defense a lead, now they get to pin their ears back. And they get to really, really unleash every blitz package there is. Not that they wouldn't if they weren't in the lead, but uh, there's, a, there's a thing about, you know, 
a defense that has a two-touchdown lead on the other side. They could gamble. They could do a lot of things. Um, and, and it really showed yesterday, too. So uh, with that, the offense, we got to talk about the offense. Uh, zero turnovers. When is the last time the Bucks had no turnovers in a game? I didn't look it up, but I should have. But I would love to know that stat because it's, it's probably been three years. I don't know. It's probably been forever. The last time that the Buccaneers played a game, didn't turn the ball over, and won the turnover battle was November 2018 against the San Francisco 49ers, and they also won that game by 18 points. I did not just pull that stat out of my ass. Somebody posted it on Twitter today, and I remembered it, but it uh, sounded pretty cool, right? It is really nice when we have uh, really, really awesome uh, Bucks beat writers like like the Greg Almonds and – and uh, the Jenna Lanes and the Pewter Reports and uh, and uh, Joe Bucks fans, all these they're on they're on top of it. If you have Twitter, uh, then you get to get all this information, and then yeah, we get to spit it out like we looked it up. It's really good. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Definitely making us look good at the end of the day. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's like uh, I talk about food because I have the Food Network. It's this is easy, guys. It's not as hard as it looks. Um, yeah. So, uh, I mean, we could keep talking about the offense, Gronk. Gronk. Uh, I believe he had six catches, uh, 48 yards. So he was uh, he was instrumental. He looked a lot. I, I tweeted this out yesterday. He looked a lot more gronky uh, than he's looked in the first two games. Uh, he was getting separation. Hell, he was wide open in the end zone. Brady overthrew him one time. And I think Brady overthrew him because he couldn't believe how damn wide open he was. Um, so he looked as fast as, as uh, Gronk from five years ago to me. So that's exciting to see uh, because the one bright spot – for the Broncos is they got pretty good speed at defensive back. Their safeties are fast as hell. Uh, so for Gronk to get open was, was a good sign. And of course, Mike Evans is yeah. very Mike Evans right now. Oh yeah. It was a good week for Gronk. And I'm sure that after his press conference where he's like, I'm a block and tight end, baby. He was just laughing at all of us because I'm sure that he knew the Buccaneers were going to get him a little bit more involved in the game plan this week, him yeah. and OJ Howard. Yeah. But uh, nice to see Gronk get his legs out from underneath them. And I, I will say he was robbed on that touchdown. Brady should have connected with him, and it would have been a thing of beauty. Oh, yeah. But um, Brady, I mean, aside from that and maybe a couple of other slightly missed throws, Brady definitely had a really good game. He was throwing some dimes on Sunday, man. Yeah, you know what's funny, too? Last week, the big complaint on the Bucks was dropped catches, like dropped passes. Uh, we left so many points on the field from just, you know, Shady dropping a pass in the end zone, uh, you know, Scotty Miller dropping a pass in the end zone. Yesterday, it was like they all had stick them on their hands. You have O.J. Howard with, uh, I believe he had, he was number two for SportsCenter's uh, plays of the game. Uh, that catch he did with the guy molesting him, uh, that was the worst yeah. pass interference of the day. And he still ended up catching. He caught the ball and the player. I think he also grabbed some popcorn from the stands all in the same play. Uh, for O.J. Howard, who's been a guy with questionable hands since he came into the league, um, that was spectacular to Scotty Miller, deep pass from Brady. And by the way, everybody can just shut the F up about Brady's arm strength. He's overthrowing speed runners. Like, I don't know what you want from the guy. You want him to throw it to Tampa from Denver? I don't know what you want. His arm strength shouldn't be, it shouldn't be a question anymore. He showed that yesterday. Yeah, there were quite a few times on Sunday he was just casually chucking at 60, 65 <laughs> yards. So I'm definitely not worried about his arm strength. No. But I will say. I think it's got to be talked about. You, you know, this offense did kind of sputter out in the third quarter. 
fourth quarter. They really weren't able to replicate that first half that they had. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, I don't care as much because they were up 28 to 10 in the third quarter. But, you know, stuff like that's just not going to fly against better teams. When you go up against the Packers in week six, that's going to be a tough game if you just, you know, can't really get the ball rolling on offense, depending on where you are at that point in the game. But at the same time, it comes with building chemistry week by week and Referring to what I did a little bit earlier, you look at these next few games on the schedule, and I still think they got a great chance of just getting everything figured out by the time that those you know super tough games start to roll around. But I really do feel good about the strides that this team has taken. You know, no turnovers as you brought up this week for that offense, and you win the turnover battle, you're pretty much going to win every game doing that. So I mean, I'm. I'm, I'm I'm pretty proud of these guys so far, to say the least. Yeah, and that's two weeks in a row where we won the turnover battle, too. So uh, I believe on the year now, I think we're either uh, one game in the plus or one turnover in the plus or maybe dead even. I have to go look at that, too. Um, but, yeah, so that's that's very unbuck like So you could see there's already a change happening. There was less penalties yesterday on the Bucks. Um, so it, it's starting to come together a little bit, and I don't care if we have to beat up a horrible team in order to get – the, you know, to get our mojo and to get our rhythm uh, before we start playing, you know, the, the Kansas cities and the Green Bays and everything that's coming up. So, yeah, let's beat up on these uh, these hapless losers and then uh, get ready for the for the real competition and uh, get some W's in the meantime. Stack them up, as they say. All right. Speaking of stacking the W, let's uh, talk about this Sunday where the Buccaneers have announced since phase three opening that we will have fans in the stand. Um, and I love how they're doing it. Really, the only way you, you should do it, and that is offering the tickets to the most tenured season ticket holders first, which is awesome. Um, you know, you could always buy scalp tickets from them. Good luck with that. The most tenured uh, ticket holders aren't selling their tickets. So uh, we could sit, <laughs> we, could, we could go out and uh, like the Lightning fans and get about 40,000 of us in a field in downtown Tampa and watch it like dummies. Or we could just, you know, grab a couple cases of beer and watch it at home uh, and let the tenured. Uh, season ticket holders enjoy the game i really would love to be there though honestly but i understand you know we'll get there eventually but let's talk about the chargers coming in we've already touched on a little bit rookie quarterback should have a he should have a really tough day against uh against todd Bowles' defense they're going to come after him they're going to come after him hard so um my prediction i think we get three picks off this guy I, and, and i like him he was my favorite quarterback coming out of uh coming out of the draft even more than Burrow. I really like him, but I, I think this is going to be a tough task. Yeah, I think just like you said, you know, pressure is going to be the uh, pressure is going to be the name of the game. You get pressure on the quarterback, you're going to force some turnovers, especially with a rookie and just especially with what Justin Herbert has shown us up until this point. Um, I, I, you know, I think he's got a lot of promise, but I think he can struggle against this Bucks team if they apply the pressure to him. So I'd like to see another big turnover day, but you know, just like we said earlier, a big statement game for this defense. They come out, they shut them down, they win the turnover battle, then definitely expecting the Bucks to run away with this one, maybe in the first half again. You know, mm -hmm. three weeks in a row, they're running away with it by the second quarter. You'd love to see it. Yeah, and, and, and if you think 45 gets live for no fans – Give him a few thousand fans up in that stand, up in the stands. He, he's he's gonna cut, he's gonna just elevate it up a little <laughs> bit more. I don't know how he could play better, but uh, I'd be shocked if he didn't. And Levante David doesn't look like he's been in the league for ten years. He looks spectacular. He had a pick yes yesterday. He's almost he, he should have had two. He almost had a pick six uh, and it went through his arms. But uh, yeah, it, they're they're absolutely without a doubt the best. Uh, linebacker duo in, in the NFL. I don't know who, who the hell is going to argue with that one. 
Um, but but yeah, it's going to be a tough day for Herbert. Let's do our predictions, and uh, before we roll out of here, uh, we'll go around the room here, and of course, you, Rhett. Um, we'll start with you, Will. What do you think happens with the Chargers and the Bucks on Sunday? I think it's going to look very similar to this week with the Broncos mm. playing a, a rookie quarterback. I'm going to say it's a very similar score, 28-14. Ooh, okay. All right. Okie dokie. Uh, who's your uh, MVP of that game? Tom Brady, man. That's hard to argue with that. God, what a this guy, you just you just go for the layup every single time. I don't know. It might be somebody on the defense though, <laughs> the way they're playing. Who yeah, knows? Exactly. Um, okay. Um, what do you got, Rhett? Uh, you know, similar to what Will said, I think it's gonna look like a game just like last week. I'm expecting the Buccaneers to really run away with this one, win it by multiple possessions. And uh, I will be a little bit more generous with LA than I was Denver in the score prediction, but I still have the Buccaneers just Absolutely stomping them. 35 to 14 Ooh. is my score prediction. Yee. And 28 of those points are by the offense. I've got seven points because I think we finally see the coveted pick six this week. Mm. A multiple turnover game, I think, is on the slate. And one of those has got to be taken to the house. And uh, I'll tell you, my MVP for this game, stepping up in that nickel position, huge and just looking damn good doing it, is going to be Antoine Winfield Jr., the mm. rookie. He's just Going to continue to play great and exactly as advertised. He's, he's a big reason why this team is winning games. There you go. Uh, very safe bet. I mean, that's a big margin of victory. By the way, I was talking about this last week. I never bet sports, but uh, I, I joined uh, a, a, you know, a website. And uh, with the Bucks only being favored five and a half, I was yelling this last week. I go, how is everybody not putting everything they have on this game? I mean, I was a pussy. I only bet 100. But it was an easy win. It was such an easy win. What's the line look like this week? Oh, they, I don't like it this week. It's seven points. I mean, obviously, we're supposed to win mm. by seven. That's a toughie for anybody. Yeah. That's a big line. If it was six and a half, I'd still put money on the bucks. But mm -hmm. I may have to sit this one out. Um, not that I'm not confident. Um, I say, yeah, I've already said it. I think we get. I think we picked this guy off three times. Um, I, we're going to, we're going to take Melvin Gordon out of the game early. I'm sorry. We did that yesterday. I'm looking at the wrong notes. Uh, we're going to take, uh, Eckler out of the game early, like we did Melvin Gordon. Um, and once you shut down that run and you start blitzing and of course our offense is putting up points and look at the field position that I said this before the season too. One of the things that makes it so much easier for the offense is when you have great field position. So even when the Bucks aren't driving down the field and scoring, they're punting the ball deep. And Pinion's having a pretty good first three games. They're punting the ball deep. Oh, yeah. And they're they're giving the defense this long field. And the defense is stepping up and, and, and making use of it. And then giving Tom Brady a short field, that's how it works. It's so simple. But people don't really understand how, how hard it was on the defense when – you know, the, the offense was turning the ball over like they were the last season, you know, the last season or two. Like, it's tough. You know, you could be a good defense and struggle in that, you know, but when you're a building defense and you're still putting pieces together, you know, and, you know, number number three is throwing picks, you know, at the 20-yard line, and now you got to go right back out on the field. You haven't even drank a Gatorade yet. It makes it tough on you. So uh, – with a lack of turnovers in the field position, it's going to make it a lot easier for Tom Brady and those guys to score. So I get your 35-point prediction. I don't know about that many points. I do like 27 to 10, almost exactly the scores uh, yesterday. I like 27 to 10. Uh, and I and I do I do believe there will be a defensive score there too. So I predicted a defensive a touchdown yesterday, and then like 
five minutes later, it was a safety, and I had to go back and and uh, and tweet again. I misspelled safety. I said touchdown. I meant safety. Uh, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take whatever it is. I'll take the victory. I just want to see what I saw the last two weeks, and that is the Bucks get better a little bit every week, show improvement. I don't want to see uh, anybody declining. I don't want to see uh, digression at all. I want to see everybody get better every week because if they do that, we're going to be in the playoffs, and then we're going to be a force to be reckoned with once we get there. So that's all I want as a fan, man. I don't want I don't want magic and rainbows. You know, I just want I just want good play and improvement and a competitive team. And right now, we are number one in the NFC South, standing alone, which I love. Oh, damn good feeling. But I got to tell you, it's got to be scary to the rest of the NFL, the fact that, you know, from here on out, this Bucks team is really only going to get better. So I'm definitely excited to see what mm-hmm. steps they take over the next few weeks. And, uh, you know, just like I was week one, still looking forward to a great season, man. So far, starting off pretty awesome. Yeah, you got to think, uh, like, uh, the only thing that I loved more than the Bucks' victory yesterday was the Atlanta loss. I laughed like a giggly <laughs> little toddler for about 12 straight hours. Like, I was still at midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning. I would think about the Falcons and just start giggling. It was the greatest. And I knew it. I watched that. I watched the last part of that game. There's four minutes left, and Chicago's down by 16. And I go, they're going to win. That's They're going to win this game. It's so There funny. is a video. There is a video floating around social media. I'm going to tag you in it. It's five minutes long. You don't have to watch the whole thing. But it's this woman... And she's going through her entire house, just ripping down yeah. everything Falcons. She's got, I'm sure you've seen it, but she's got like a signed Matt Ryan jersey. And no, I haven't like, seen Matt it. Matt Ryan. And I want it. Throws it in. The, oh, man. I'll make sure I tag you. It. It's a pretty good watch, but definitely one of those things that I was just giggling the whole way through. Yeah, dude, F the Falcons. I, I don't care. I don't feel bad for them and their fans. No. After all this good stuff they've scouted over the years, mm. acting like they haven't, you know, just. Oh, it just it, it feels good to see them get there. I'll, I'll I'll leave it at that. Yeah, you dumb, dirty birds. And how the hell is Dan Quinn still? How's he have a job today? I don't understand. Like, I mean, I don't get it. Arthur Blank is Keep too him in sweet. There. Keep him in there. Rest that's, of the rest of the year. Give him the rest of the season. I, I think it's the best move for the team right now. I yeah, really that's. I, I just look at it as two automatic wins for the Bucks right now. So that's great. Uh, <laughs> Rhett Matthew, tell everybody how they can find you on all social media and how they can find and download and subscribe to the Can of Fire podcast. Yes, sir. So you can follow myself on Instagram and Twitter at Redicus. If you follow me, I will follow you back. And you can check out the Cannon Fire podcast anywhere you download a podcast, also with video on YouTube. And you can actually check out the Bucks Break with you, uh, video on YouTube as well. So that's something pretty cool coming out every Tuesday. Hell yeah. Got a lot of great stuff going on over there. And then you can follow the show, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are Cannon Fire Podcast. There you go, man. Yeah, show some love, man. And for all your listeners, uh, you can follow Will and I on Twitter, at Johnny B Comedy, at home underscore made underscore man, and, of course, at Johnny B Show. And uh, tweet at us, man. Tell us that you uh, you love hearing Rhett on the show. We like to know that that uh, you guys are enjoying the Bucks break uh, so that uh, he gets more downloads and he blows up and he wins the best of the bays and all that crap. Uh, so we got we, we can feel like we're part of the victory. So uh, appreciate you, Rhett. And uh, we'll talk to you uh, next Monday. And uh, we'll be uh, hopefully celebrating another victory Monday. Oh, yeah. I appreciate you guys. And uh, looking forward to being there in person soon. All right, buddy. Later, pal. See you, man. Bye. Bye. There you go. Uh, lightning update. Oh, man. 
we're so close, Will. So close. I'm watching it out of the corner of my eye. Yeah. I'm nervous as hell. Yeah. Isn't that weird how you have nothing to do with this game, but you still feel like you're in it? It's our town, baby. I it's know, our team, baby. It's obviously nothing that we are doing. It's these guys out on the ice. I'm a fan. Getting it done. But you're nervous. I'm, like, nervous. Yeah, I feel dude. like I'm about to win something. That's the beauty of sports, man. That's the beauty of, uh, of uh, you know, of, of fandom. You know, and, and it's also the beauty of us having this during this horrible pandemic year. We get to still root for our team. They're doing everything in their power to give us this little chunk of normalcy. And I, I absolutely love it. And without Stamkos, who's been ruled out for the rest of the series, I guess he got hurt in that game that he was in. He just wasn't quite ready, yeah. even though he had a goal. I think I think it was perfect, though. I think he brought them together after a loss and really powered them up, man. Um, but right now, they are up 2 nothing. Vasilevsky pitching a shutout. And by the way, tonight he broke a record. The most starts, uh, postseason starts by a goalie ever. Wow. Yeah. How you like that? Pretty good. Most of the time they put a, you know, they put a backup in for a game or two to give him a break. Not that guy. Not the Iron Man. So just a little over six minutes left, man. We got to grind it out. Very exciting. Uh, let us take a break. We are more than halfway done with the show. When we come back, it's debate time. We won't really be debating each other, but we'll be given our debate answers um, in, in honor of tomorrow night's actual debate between Sleepy Joe and Donald J. Trump. Um, you call in, ask us your debate question. Like, pretend like we're, we're Biden and Trump. Like, if you got a question that has to do with, you know, something that, that really is weighing on you when it comes to this, this beautiful country of ours, Call in, and we will take your debate questions when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Go Lightning. It's the Johnny B Show on 102.5 The Bone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.